thank You, Lord, and we praise You, God, for this service. We pray, God, for those that are, that are not here this evening due to sickness. There are some that uh, we found out out of town on vacation or what have you. Lord, we pray that You be with them. Bless those that are here tonight. For the next few minutes, Lord, let Your note and rest upon us that we may speak a word in time that will encourage someone to this evening. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Defeating discouragement before it defeats you. And believe you me, folks, discouragement can defeat you. It can get a hold of you and turn you every which way but loose. Amen. I've been there. I've done that. Hallelujah. But I think one thing that helps people, helps ministers like me to be able to to reach out with a gospel message and uplift others. Helps uh, uh, men like uh, uh, Gary there have put together some of the, the songs that he's put together. Amen. Those things come out of an experience, amen, that you go through life, that you, the things that you've gone through, amen, that nobody has been there but you and God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. It's kind of like what I heard somebody say. Brother, uh, Brother Lanham said year, years ago, he says, and I, he says, I wouldn't take a million dollars for my experience in the military, and I wouldn't go back in there for a million dollars neither. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Um, and uh, that's the kind of way it is tonight. But tonight, there is a huge plague that's sweeping this country. Uh, I, I saw on the news the other night, it's alarming rate, Amen. Of how many people, Amen, are committing suicide today. It, it, it's it's mind baffling, uh, and there's this plague sweeping our country. And I'm not talking about some Asian bird flu or or, or cancer or even the common cold, but the outbreak, however, can be just as deadly and more dreaded disease known to man. It's called the epidemic of discouragement. Discouragement. How many people are not serving God today or out of church simply because of discouragement? Hallelujah. Amen. The devil uses discouragement. Look at your name and say, the devil uses discouragement. Hallelujah. He uses discouragements to get a grip on people. And one of the problems of discouragement is that it never travels alone. When, when discouragement comes your way, he's never by himself. He never travels alone. Discouragement has got a brother named depression and another brother named suicide. Hallelujah. Come on now, if you just with me, I'm going to preach just a little while. They're always close by. They're standing together, ready to take over. Just as soon as discouragement has made his way and opened the door. Hallelujah. It's kind of like discouragement comes in first, gets his foot in the door, and and once discouragement gets on the inside, he's got the door open. Here comes his brother, depression. And then if you can't get a hold of that, amen, depression lets his other brother in suicide. Hallelujah. We are in an epidemic today. Hallelujah. Those who study and document these things are telling us now that both depression and suicide are accelerating in our nation at an alarming rate, taking more and more lives every year. As I begin to think about this, 
there's three things that stick up, stuck out to me. At least three things that make discouragement such a potent problem in our lives when we have to deal with discouragement. Number one, one thing that makes it such a potent thing that discouragement is universal. It's universal. None of us are immune to discouragement. I don't care how close to God you think you are. I don't care how together you think you your life may be. You are not immune to discouragement. You can be riding on cloud nine in one minute, and first thing you know, somebody's coming along, sneaking up and putting, putting a hole in your cloud. Come on, somebody. Nobody is immune to discouragement. Everyone that you know or have ever known has been discouraged at one time or another. Hallelujah. We all understand that. We all can relate that. Then the second thing that makes it such a potent problem, that it's reoccurring. It's reoccurring. Uh, Being discouraged once does not give you immunity to the disease. Now, there's some physical diseases, once you get it, you don't have to worry about getting it again because you become immune to it. Amen? But discouragement is not like that. It's reoccurring over and over again. It, keep, it can keep coming back. You can defeat it once, but I'm going to tell you, bro, amen, it don't stop. It don't give up. It's still, glory to God, He's still going to come and knocking at your door again. It don't give you immunity to the disease because you've had it once or had it twice. You can be discouraged over and over again. In fact, you can even be discouraged by the fact that you are discouraged a lot. Hallelujah. I've been there too. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, that's getting pretty bad when you get discouraged over the fact you're so discouraged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the third thing that makes discouragement so uh, a potent problem, it's highly contagious. It's highly contagious. Discouragement spreads by even casual contact. People can become disheartened because you are discouraged. Amen. You can be bummed out because other people are discouraged. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been there. Hallelujah. You can get all out of whack and all bummed out just because so many people around you are discouraged. Amen. You know, a lot of people don't, you know, don't realize. Uh, and everybody, you know, is, you know, talks about, you know, uh, Sister Darlene and the, and the problems she's been having for the past five years ever since that accident and everything. But, see, the devil uses certain things. You know, and um, we, uh, when we came together... Amen. And married, we being, being as one, whatever affects one affects the other. Hallelujah. Amen. When I walked and I saw her get up this morning out of her seat and I seen that needle in her hand, believe me, I had to do some striving and struggling to get through the service and get what I needed to do to finish the service out. That affects me. Hallelujah. Amen. You wouldn't be human if it didn't. Hallelujah. So we get discouraged over other people's situations. Now, in this message, in order to grasp a complete understanding of the problem of discouragement, we need to discuss the causes as well as the cure. Hallelujah. Now, we can just talk about the cure, but we got to understand a little bit about the causes of discouragement. There are two main causes of discouragement 
um, one set of problems come out from the outside and the other set attacks us from the inside. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And so the first thing we're going to talk about tonight is external causes of discouragement. External causes of discouragement. We're going to do this by looking back into Nehemiah. Everybody knows the story of Nehemiah and how that uh, God led him to go back and uh, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and, uh, and um, because they had been in Babylon for 70 years. Uh, and uh, everybody knows the story. And I want to go back and revisit that briefly to talk about some external causes of discouragement. Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. This is what it reads like. Now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, and the Arabs... Why, help me, Lord, I don't want to get political and correct here now. <laughs> Amen, my Lord. Ever, ever since Abraham listened to his wife, well, honey, if that's what you want, I'll marry your handmaid, you know. He didn't, he didn't put up much of a fight. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God, we've had problems ever since, and that's, that's, a different, that's a different story. We'll get into that at a different time. Hallelujah. Amen. But it says, Now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were be, um, beginning to be closed, that they became very angry. It's always amazed me how in the world some people, even in the church, can get upset and angry with you when you're trying to do, just, trying to do something for the Lord. Amen. I ain't never been able to figure that out, Brother Paul. I don't understand that. Amen. But you've always got somebody getting upset, amen, with how God is using you. Hallelujah. Amen. That is an external cause of discouragement. Verse 8 says, And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. My, my, my. Hallelujah. When we talk about discouragement, the devil has got a whole bunch of external forces out there. Amen. Comes against you all the time. Amen. To get you discouraged. To make you want to throw up your hands and quit. Man, I've thrown up my hands and quit. I don't mean how many times. It ain't funny. Hallelujah. But God says, no, God, I mean, he, you know, thank the Lord. He don't give up as easy as I do. Amen. He don't give up as easy as we do. Hallelujah. Listen, church, any time God is at work, the enemy is at work also. Come on now, listen to me for a few minutes. Any time God is moving, the enemy's going to be moving. If God is going to be working through your life, the enemy is going to work through your life and at your life. Rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem was certainly no exception to this. When people take kingdom priority seriously, Satan stirs up agitators to block the work of God. It's nothing new. And the same is true in your life and your walk with God. When you decide to live right, to do right, and to be right, you're going to have opposition. You can take that to the bank. 
Anytime you make a decision to try to live right, to do right, and, 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 and do the right thing, you are going to have opposition somewhere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Prove my Lord, I feel His presence right now. Amen. Hallelujah. There's going to be that opposition. Amen. It's going to come, up, come against you. Now, there's one thing about Satan. <laughs> He's just too dumb to ever think up anything new. His tricks of the trade have been used for centuries. Now, let's take a look at the two types of external forces. Now, I'm talking about external forces tonight, and I'm going to name two of them that the devil uses to get people discouraged. Let's take the two types of forces that Satan used against the Jews and Nehemiah when they started building the wall. The first thing that he used was ridicule. Hallelujah. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 3. Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and said, Whatever they build, if even a fox goes up on it, he will break it down. He will break down their stone wall. Hallelujah. He says, What are these feeble Jews trying to do anyway? Amen. They started ridiculing, making fun. Hallelujah. That is an external cause of people becoming discouraged. When you are honest and you got a good motive, amen, somebody coming along trying to ridicule you. And they don't know where you're at. They don't know where you're coming from. They haven't walked a mile in your shoes. And you've heard me say it more than one time, and it's still true. If you haven't walked a mile in some man's shoes, keep your mouth off of him because you don't know what he or she's going through. Hallelujah. And the sad thing about it, some, especially years ago, some of our... Holy Ghost people thought that was real spiritual. But it's never been spiritual, amen, to ridicule somebody, to down somebody. Hallelujah. When you haven't even taken the time to understand where they're at and where they're going through. I'm glad to God I serve is not like that. Hallelujah. Been many a time that I... I fall and fill it on my face at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and say, God, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what's going on. I know if I can make it. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there'd be, there'd be, be some good uh, uh, Pentecostal folks that say, well, you know, what, what, what have you done wrong? How are you sinned? You know, this couldn't be happening if you, if you hadn't messed up, man. I mean, you've been over there hiding behind the door uh, uh, talking on something, you know. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So, there you go, somebody always wanting to bring up and throw up your past. Hallelujah. But by Jesus Christ, you don't have a past. When you come to Him and you repent of your sins and you're baptized in His name, filled with the Spirit, hallelujah, there's no past. You, it's over with. Somebody told me that can't nobody, can't nobody be like God. Bless God. Well... Me and him pretty close. I'm kind of like God. How in the world can you be like God? Because he's got a bad memory, and so do I. <laughs> Hallelujah. My Lord, I've written songs that I can't even remember. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God's got a bad memory. Brother Rick, when you come to him and you confess your sins, he forgets them. Hallelujah. He forgets them. Amen. So they use ridicule. They, I said, oh, man, old Tobias said, whatever they built some. Man, a fox just go up there, Brother Bobby, just lean up against it. It's going to fall over. It's going to crumble down. 
Listen to me, church. Please get to what I'm fixing to say right now. Someone has said that ridicule is the language of the devil. There are some, now follow this close, there are some who can stand brave when being shot at, but will collapse when they are laughed at. Let that soak in. There are some people can be brave and stand when they're being shot at. Now, now we know that ain't the case for Brother Joseph. Now we know that man. We know that man can run. When we was we uh, here a while back, we had uh, a uh, um, uh, what was it we had? See, I told you about my memory. Uh, a cookout, a community cookout, and we uh, went up and down there and, and uh, passing out and inviting people to come get free. Uh, food and we had some blow up inflatable uh, things and all that stuff and we went out down here little but known he didn't know there's a gun range up here and he started up a place and about that time <laughs> hallelujah I wasn't there but somebody told me about it I, I'm, I, I'm passing hearsay brother Joseph <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> the truth in hell but there are some people can stand tall when being shot at, but they collapse when they're laughed at. The enemy often insults the servants of God. Amen. Stop and think about it. Goliath ridiculed David when the shepherd boy met the giant with just a sling in his hand. Amen. He ridiculed him. The soldiers mocked Jesus during his trial, and the crowd taunted him while he was hanging on the cross. The enemy has always used ridicule to try to discourage somebody. And then also, besides ridicule, there's repression. And we go back to Nehemiah 4, 7, and 8. It says, Now when it happened, when Sinbad, Tobiah, and the Arabs, and the Ammonites, and, and the Ashdai all heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored, and the gaps were being closed, that they became angry, and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Their enemies had moved from bothering, being bothered by their work to being angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. There was a man, a writer, <laughs> by the name of Warren Worsby. And in one of his books, he wrote, God's people sometimes have difficulty working together. But Satan's workers never have any problem uniting in opposition to the work of God. That's powerful. Notice, all of those enemies came together, united to defeat Nehemiah and the Jews. They came together. Nehemiah and his helpers were surrounded by external forces attempting to discourage their work. Sanballat and the Samaritans, when you go back and look at the history of this, they tell us that Sanballat, he represented the Samaritans. They was on the north. Ashdod was on the west. Tobiah and the Ammonites were on the east. Um, Gershom and the Arabs was on the south. In other words, the workers were totally surrounded and they lived in constant fear of being ambushed. 
That's not good conditions to work in, is it? But that's what they had to deal with. No matter what direction they looked at, they, they could see some enemies staring them down, Brother Paul. Amen. And you know what? Sometimes you can get that same place in your walk of God in your life. No matter which way you turn and look, there's always somebody looking at you with hatred and wanting to try to attack you. Hallelujah. It all has to do with cur- uh, discouragement. Now let me go on to the other type cause of discouragement, which is internal. Now, I'm going to read chapter, uh, Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 10, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to use a translation called the God's Word translation because I want you to see how this is brought out. Then the people of Judah said, The work crews are worn out, and there is too much rubble. We can't continue to rebuild the wall. Now, we all know they had all kind of external forces, things coming against them, the enemy on the outside. But sometimes the biggest opposition you have comes from down in here, from your own heart. They've been working. They had been doing what they, they started out good. The walls were coming up, but they got worn out. They got frustrated. And they begin to think within themselves, and they begin, some of them begin to tell them, man, we can't continue to do this. The Bible said, as you think in your heart, so are you. Come on. If you begin to think, if the devil begins to discourage you to the point in place that you begin to say, I can't do this, and guess what? You're not going to be able to do it. When you start thinking, I can't handle this, amen, you're not going to be able to handle it. Amen, you've got to stop and realize that this is just another trick of the Satan. Hallelujah. Amen. And don't listen to what the devil tells you, praise God. Amen. But listen to what God tells you as Apostle Paul wrote. Hallelujah, Philippians, I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. Glory to God, the word Cain ain't in the Bible. Not in relation to what God wants you to do. Hallelujah. Not in the relation to what God wants you to do. So we begin to have to battle things within us. The first cause of eternal discouragement was fatigue. Simply put, the workers were tired. When you are physically drained, it is very easy to become discouraged at the slightest problem. Now years ago, some of our Older folks thought it's it's just man it's 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 a blasphemy and abomination, amen. For you to uh, to take a break at doing anything, but the Bible says God knows that we are but flesh, amen. And God intended for people to give their bodies some time, amen, to renew itself. That's how come He gave the day of rest. Come on, He knew. That our body, and He's the one who created our bodies, we can't keep running all the time in high gear, never slow down, never pull off the side of the road, and take a break. It's not, a good, it's not good on equipment. Amen. I've left musical equipment on and forgot. And when I got back, amen, a few days later, it wasn't nothing working. Hallelujah. 
Nothing, including our bodies, can stand up to that pressure. We need to learn to be wise. Amen. We need to be wise, praise God, in what we're doing. Amen. We get fatigued and we get, we get wore out. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, and I, I'm, I'm a hurrying along. We're going we're to wrap it up. He said, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Hallelujah. Amen. Satan and all those who follow his lead will do their best to wear you out and wear you down. And the closer we get to the end of things, these kind of things are going to be more and more all the time. They don't have it on the screen. I didn't uh, give, them on, give them this on the outline. But in the book of Daniel, the 7th chapter, Daniel has seen a vision about the end times. And he saw a vision concerning this new world order that's coming together right now. And this Antichrist system that's going to take over the world. And in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, it talks about him. It says, He shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. Anything the enemy can do to wear you out, he's going to do it. If he can get you tired, get you wore out, get you full of fatigue, that's how come... That's how come worship is so important, because we can be refreshed when we praise Him. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength. We have to keep the joy of the Lord in our life. I'm going to stop right there on causes of discouragement due to time. Now I'm going to talk about how what, what the keys are to defeating discouragement. And uh, and this could be a separate message, really, all its all, all its own. There are three keys to defeating discouragement in your life. Please try to jot these down and keep them, because if you're not going through discouragement right now, I guarantee you, it's going to hit you somewhere down the line. It's going to come. Hallelujah. Keys to defeating discouragement. The first one is remember. Who your God is. Remember who your God is. I got that up there on a on screen, I think. Um, if you don't want to get discouraged, then you don't ever forget who your God is. I see it on Facebook posted quite a bit, and it's 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 pretty good. And I might not get it exactly word for word like I've seen it posted, but it, it kind of goes like this. Instead of looking at how big your problem is, take a look at how big your God is. Hallelujah. If you're having a problem with an illness, instead of looking at how big that illness is, look how big your God is. Be it a financial situation, whatever it may be. Amen. We need to remember who our God is. The second one, remember who you are. You are a holy nation, 
a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. You are royalty in the kingdom of God. You are a child of the king. Hallelujah. And guess what? Your daddy's not going to leave you out in the cold. You may think sometimes, where is he at? But believe me, he's watching. Hallelujah. He, as Job, Job said, and, and, and Gary, Gary wrote a song about this several years ago. Job said, he knows the path I have taken, and when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Hallelujah. Man, that's powerful. That's powerful. We get to remember who our God is and remember who you are. And then third and finally, remember your purpose. I'm talking about what God has called you to do, what your destiny is, what it's meant for you to be. You know, we all need to get find our niche and get into the kingdom of God. Amen. And whatever it is that God has desired for you, remember that. And no matter how you're being fought against, don't get discouraged and give give up. Amen. Don't don't throw in the towel because God needs you. The kingdom of God needs you. Don't let the enemy discourage you over anything. Remember who your God is. Remember who you are. And remember your purpose. Remember what you have been called to do. Hallelujah. And if you can learn those things and remember those three things then you are on your way to defeating discouragement any time it comes your way. I'm going to ask Brother Darrell to come on up and the musicians to come on up. And uh, if anybody needs prayer tonight, we're going to open the altars. There's a whole lot more I could have, could have said about this message, but uh, uh, using wisdom uh, this evening, hallelujah. Discouragement is a, is, a, is a bad thing. Uh, I was talking to uh, to brother Pastor DJ not long ago, and uh, he serves now as a uh, a police chap, uh, chaplain. Uh, many of you know, and um, he's called out and on a lot of calls when people are killed and accident and stuff like that to help the police department, help Metro deal with those situations. And uh, he had to deal with one not long ago where uh, just a young man took his own life. Uh, and uh, uh, the parents were really distraught. They had no clue what was going on or, or anything. They didn't know. And um, I'm going to tell you, Folks, this thing called discouragement is no small problem. It's a very serious problem. Uh, and it never travels alone, like I said. Depression always follows. And behind depression, if it's not licked, be suicide. Amen. We need to learn to defeat discouragement before it defeats us. Let's stand together. If you're in a battle tonight, the altars are open. You can come, kneel down, and have a talk with the Lord. If you're feeling discouraged, tell Him. Don't try to hide it from Him. You can't hide it from God anyway. He knows, and, and, and he, wants, he wants to talk to you about it.
He wants you to talk to him about it. And just talk to him like you would anybody else. Say, God, you know, I'm, I'm discouraged. I'm going through some rough times right now. Hallelujah. Go ahead, y'all sing. Praise God. Let God arise. His enemies be scattered. Let God, Let God arise. His enemies be scattered. Let God arise. His enemies be scattered. Let God, let God, let God arise. Oh, let God arise. His enemies be scattered. Let God arise. His enemies be scattered. Let God arise. His enemies be scattered. Let God, God arise. Oh, let God arise. His enemies be scattered. God arise. His enemies be scattered. Let God arise. His enemies be scattered. Let God. Let God. Let. I'll sing it again one more time. If in God arose, His enemies were scattered. Let God arose. His enemies were scattered. Then God arose, His enemies were scattered. Then God, then God arise. Oh, let God arise, His enemies be scattered. Let God arise, His enemies be scattered. Let God arise, His enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. One more time. Oh God, arise, His enemies. Let God arise, His enemies be scattered. Let God arise, His enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Amen. Did y'all get that uh, video queued up? Up top, everybody just take your seat just for a minute. I like Gary especially. Everybody else likes to see it again. 